Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Acts chapter 21. After we had torn ourselves away from them, we put out to sea and sailed straight to Kos. The next day we went to Rhodes and from there to Patera. We found a ship crossing over to Phoenicia, went on board and set sail. After sighting Cyprus and passing to the south of it, we sailed on to Syria. We landed at Tyre, where our ship was to unload its cargo. We sought out the disciples there and stayed with them seven days. Through the Spirit, they urged Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. When it was time to leave, we left and continued on our way. All of them, including wives and children, accompanied us out of the city, and there on the beach we knelt to pray. After saying goodbye to each other, we went aboard the ship, and they returned home. We continued our voyage from Tyre and landed at Ptolemus, where we greeted the brothers and sisters and stayed with them for a day. Leaving the next day, we reached Caesarea and stayed at the house of Philip the Evangelist, one of the seven. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. After we had been there a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his own hands and feet with it, and said, The Holy Spirit says, In this way, the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When he would not be dissuaded, we gave up and said, The Lord's will be done. After this, we started on our way up to Jerusalem. Some of the disciples from Caesarea accompanied us and brought us to the home of Mason, where we were to stay. He was a man from Cyprus and one of the early disciples. When we arrived at Jerusalem, the brothers and sisters received us warmly. The next day, Paul and the rest of us went to see James, and all the elders were present. Paul greeted them and reported in great detail what God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. When they heard this, they praised God. Then they said to Paul, You see, brother, how many thousands of Jews have believed, and all of them are zealous for the law. They have been informed that you teach all the Jews who live among the Gentiles to turn away from Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children or live according to our customs. What shall we do? They will certainly hear that you have come, so do what we tell you. There are four men with us who have made a vow. Take these men, join in their purification rites, and pay their expenses, so that they can have their heads shaved. Then everyone will know there is no truth in these reports about you, but that you yourself are living in obedience to the law. As for the Gentile believers, we have written to them our decision that they should abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, and from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. The next day, Paul took the men and purified himself along with them. Then he went to the temple to give notice of the date when the days of purification would end and the offering would be made for each of them. 
When the seven days were nearly over, some of the Jews from the province of Asia saw Paul at the temple. They stirred up the whole crowd and seized him, shouting, Fellow Israelites, help us! This is the man who teaches everyone everywhere against our people and our law and this place. And besides, he has brought Greeks into the temple and defiled this holy place. They had previously seen Trophimus the Ephesian in the city with Paul and assumed that Paul had brought him into the temple, but he had not. The whole city was aroused, and the people came running from all directions. Seizing Paul, they dragged him from the temple, and immediately the gates were shut. While they were trying to kill him, news reached the commander of the Roman troops that the whole city of Jerusalem was in an uproar. He at once took some officers and soldiers and ran down to the crowd. When the rioters saw that the commander and his soldiers had come, they stopped beating Paul. The commander came up and arrested him and ordered him to be bound with two chains. Then he asked who he was and what he had done. Some in the crowd shouted one thing and some another. And since the commander could not get at the truth because of the uproar, he ordered that Paul be taken into the barracks. When Paul reached the steps, the violence of the mob was so great that he had to be carried by the soldiers. The crowd that followed kept shouting, Get rid of him! As the soldiers were about to take Paul into the barracks, he asked the commander, May I say something to you? Do you speak Greek? He replied. Aren't you the Egyptian who started a revolt and led 4,000 terrorists out of the wilderness some time ago? Paul answered, I am a Jew from Tarsus in Cilicia, a citizen of no ordinary city. Please let me speak to the people. After receiving the commander's permission, Paul stood on the steps and motioned to the crowd. When they were all silent, he spoke to them in Aramaic. We read that Paul and Luke set out together for Jerusalem. Verse 1, After we had torn ourselves away from them, we put out to sea and sailed straight for Kos. The next day we went to Rhodes and from there to Patera. We found a ship crossing over to Phoenicia, went on board and set sail. So they're traveling along together and going to these various cities between where they had previously been and Jerusalem. They landed at Tyre, where their ship was to unload its cargo. And in Tyre, they sought out the disciples and stayed with them seven days. And the Holy Spirit once again um, spoke through the disciples, warning Paul about what was going to happen in Jerusalem. But Paul had already set himself to go and was not going to back down. Verse 5, when it was time to leave, we left and continued on our way. All of them, including wives and children, accompanied us out of the city, and there on the beach we knelt to pray. And so at this point, they, they travel forward. Uh, they reach Caesarea. When they reach Caesarea, they, they uh, stay at the home of Philip, the evangelist. Now, he was one of the original deacons. You may remember the story of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Uh, Philip had been hauled away by the Holy Spirit after the baptism of the eunuch and carried to another location, and he ended up in Caesarea. And now he has four unmarried daughters, and the four unmarried daughters were uh, known to be prophetesses. It's mentioned in verse 9 that they uh, prophesied. And that's interesting for a lot of reasons. One, prophecy was not relegated only to men, but prophecy was not only going through women, but it was also continuing to occur at this stage of the church's development. 
In verse 10, we read about a male prophet, a prophet named Agabus, who we've heard of previously. This time, verse 11, coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his own hands and feet with it, and said, the Holy Spirit says in this way, the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. And so this Agabus, a well-known prophet who had previously prophesied about a famine, came and told them that Paul was about to be arrested in Jerusalem. And so they are expecting this. They've been told time and again through the Holy Spirit, Paul is going to be arrested in uh, Jerusalem. He's going to be bound with chains, turned over to the Gentiles, and ultimately taken to Rome for trial. They end uh, this third missionary journey as they arrive in Jerusalem. This is the conclusion of it. And once again, his third missionary journey took place from approximately 53 to 57 A.D. They arrived in Jerusalem in verse 17. Luke is still with him. The brothers and sisters received us warmly, Luke writes. The next day, Paul and the rest of us went to see James, and all of the elders were present. Notice James is listed first because he's the bishop of Jerusalem. He is the, the head of the church at that juncture. In verse 19, Paul greeted them and reported in detail what God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. When they heard this, they praised God. Now, Paul's arrest. Paul is testifying and going about his business. He goes to the temple at the suggestion of James and the elders to basically certify he's still Jewish. He pays a, a vow for some men to uh, commit themselves to the Lord, a seven-day vow. He himself um, pays for himself to enter into this vow. And so about the seventh day, he's in the temple pursuing this um, indication that he's Jewish, and some Jews see him and accuse him of bringing Gentiles into the temple, which he had not done. And so they all come together. They, um, they began to, to riot, essentially. Verse 30, the whole city was aroused. The people came running from all directions. Seizing Paul, they dragged him from the temple, and immediately the gates were shut. While they were trying to kill him, here's another attempt on his life, news reached the commander of the Roman troops that the whole city of Jerusalem was in an uproar. He at once took some officers and soldiers and ran down to the crowd. When the rioters saw that the commander and his soldiers were there, they stopped beating Paul. The commander came up and arrested him, just as had been prophesied, and ordered him to be bound with two chains, as also had been prophesied. And so the Holy Spirit had told Paul what was going to happen, but the Holy Spirit had said, Paul, it's your destiny to go to Jerusalem, to be arrested, to be put in chains, and to be later taken to Rome so that you might testify to the good news about Jesus Christ. And Paul did not back away from this difficult future and destiny. Paul finished his missionary journey and then stepped into the fullness of his destiny in Christ by being arrested in Jerusalem first and um, put in chains. We see him at this, at this chapter. He's at that stage. Now, the next chapter will begin with his defense. But I want to just pray and uh, commend those today around the world to the Lord that are suffering arrest and chains for the cause of Jesus Christ. Lord, we remember those around the world who are being persecuted some arrested, some bound with chains, some imprisoned, for the mere fact that they serve the risen Lord Jesus Christ and testify to the reality of who he is and what he came to do. Heavenly Father, we pray for strength 
and power for those martyrs and those that are under persecution. Glorify your son Jesus through their lives. We pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.